And very pleasant. Good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And yesterday afternoon at Citizens Bank Park, the Marlins and the Phillies played game three of their three-game weekday series. Once again, the Marlins in a position where they were trying to salvage a game and take one from the Phillies yesterday afternoon. Uh, Don Manningly sent Edward Cabrera to the mound. He went opposite of the veteran right-hander Kyle Gibson. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, the Marlins get it done in Philadelphia this afternoon. They beat the Phillies 3 to nothing. Edward Cabrera, Stephen Okert, Dylan Floro, and Tanner Scott combining to scatter seven hits, but to shut out the Phillies. This Philadelphia team fifth in baseball in runs scored per game, and they've been red hot over the last couple of months. But the Marlins pitched the shutout here today and escaped town with one win in this three-game series. Edward Cabrera started against Kyle Gibson, and the Marlins look to get out quickly against Gibson in inning number one. First pitch of the ball game, Joey Wendell lined one over the head of the first baseman, Reese Hoskins, down into the right field corner. It went for Joey Wendell's first triple as a member of the Marlins. Marlins had a man at third, nobody out in the first inning, and things are really looking good after Miguel Rojas and Garrett Cooper both walked. But then J.J. Blade coming off the big game last night, lined to second for the first out, and Nick Fortes chopped one over the mound right out to the second base bag. It was fielded by the shortstop Bryson Stott, who stepped on second, fired on to first, and it was an inning-ending double play after the Marlins had loaded the bases with nobody out. They were turned back by Kyle Gibson, couldn't score in inning number one. Now the Phillies, after back-to-back cases, start their half of the first, got consecutive hits from Alec Bohm and Derek Hall, but Nick Castellanos struck out against Cabrera, and this game was scoreless into the second where the Marlins caught a couple of breaks. First with one out, Lewin Diaz hit a sharp ground ball to first that was booted by the first baseman, Reese Hoskins. Diaz reached on an E3. Then with two outs the inning, Luke Williams hit what looked like a routine pop-up for the second baseman, Gene Segura, but Segura lost the ball in the sun, and it fell for a hit. Diaz wound up at third. Marlins at the corners, two outs, looking to take advantage, Joey Wendell. There's a ground ball into the hole. Left side base hit Joey Wendell. Lewin Diaz scores, stopping at second base Williams. And the Marlins cash in the big break after Segura lost the pop-up in the sun. They take a 1-0 lead here in the second. In the bottom of the second, the Phillies again had two-man reach after Cabrera had set down the first two. Garrett Stubbs a single. Matt Veerling then drew a walk. But Kyle Schwarber grounded to first, and it was 1-0 Miami after two. At that point... Cabrera got on a good roll. He would allow one more base runner in making it through five and two-thirds innings in this game. He walked Kyle Schwarber with two outs in the fifth inning. The only man to reach against him after the second. Brandon Marsh pinch ran at first base and was caught stealing, ending the inning. And we went to the sixth still with the Marlins on top in this game, one nothing. Kyle Gibson had gotten on a good roll. He had retired 10 straight when he... Got through the fifth inning, got the first two outs in the sixth. So at that point, it was 12 in a row set down by Kyle Gibson. But with two outs in the sixth inning, Nick Fortes singled to left field. Charles LeBlanc then followed with a base hit. LeBlanc stole second base, and the Marlins had runners at second and third with two outs in the sixth inning with Lewin Diaz at the plate. Huge lead from third base with the third base and way off the line. Ball goes to the backstop. A wild pitch. Fortes into score, and it's 2 to nothing. LeBlanc to third. 
A bomb was way over near second base. So Fortes was halfway down the line on the pitch, and when it got by Stubbs, it's an easy walk home. So the Marlins catch a break. They extend the lead, but they weren't done. At that point, LeBlanc was at third base with two down for Diaz. Now the pitch to Diaz, and he hits one in the air, right center field. It's sinking quickly. It's going to fall in for a base hit. In from third base, LeBlanc. Diaz is headed to second. He's got himself an RBI double, and it's 3-0 Marlins. For Lewin Diaz, it's his second extra base hit of the year, and it's his first run batted in as a Marlin in 2022. That sixth inning would be the end of the line for Kyle Gibson. In his six innings of work today, he gave up six hits and three runs, two earned, one unearned. Walked two, struck out three. He threw that costly wild pitch. 90 pitches, 56 strikes. Edward Cabrera was out there to start the bottom of the sixth. Now with a 3-0 lead, and he got the first two outs. Reese Hoskins, a ground ball to third. Now Alec Bohm on a strikeout. But at 91 pitches through five and two-thirds, and with a lefty Derek Hall do, Don Mattingly brought the left-hander Stephen Okert out of the bullpen, and the strategy paid off with Okert striking out Hall to end that sixth inning and keep it at that point a 3-0 Marlins lead. Okert would allow a one-out hit, but retire the other three men he faced in the seventh inning. 3-0 into the eighth. Dylan Floro started the eighth inning with the Marlins on top by three. Matt Vierling hit a fly ball to the warning track and right for the first out. But then Brandon Marsh doubled, and Reese Hoskins worked a walk. So all of a sudden, the Phillies got the tying man to the plate. Two on, one out, eighth inning. Floro able to catch Alec Bohm looking at strike three for the second out. With Derek Hall, the lefty DH, due next, Don Mattingly brought his closer into this game with two outs in the eighth inning. Rob Thompson countered, though, with the pinch hitter, JT Realmuto. Realmuto didn't start by the plate today. All he had done coming into this one against the Marlins this year was go 15 for 41, a 366 average. Four doubles, two homers, seven runs batted in. Had an RBI hit in that big three-run uprising in last night's game. In fact, he knocked in the game winner against Sandy Alcantara. Romuto 8 for 17, a double, two triples, three homers, eight RBIs in his last four games. He has been a pain in the Marlins' neck this year, and he had a chance to be a hero in the eighth inning. He was the tying man at the plate, two outs in the eighth inning, facing the Marlins' closer, Tanner Scott. 3-0 Marlins, a run in the second, two in the sixth. Scott comes set at the belt, looks back at Marsh, to the plate, swing and a miss! He struck him out with a slider. And Scott extinguishes the inferno here in the eighth inning. Phillies leave two big base runners. That left the Marlins three outs away from victory in the series finale. Scott had not had a four-out save yet this year, but he had the shot here this afternoon. Things did not begin well for him in the ninth inning. Nick Castellanos, a single. Bryson Stott, a single. And then Gene Segura drew a walk. So trailing 3-0, the Phillies had the bases loaded with nobody out in the ninth inning. Scott came back to strike out pinch hitter Edmundo Sosa. Sosa was batting for the backup catcher Garrett Stubbs, who coincidentally had hit a walk-off three-run home runoff Tanner Scott in this ballpark June 15th. Didn't get the chance today. Sosa, the light-hitting utility infielder, pinch hit in the ninth inning and struck out swinging. Matt Veerling then struck out for the second out. So the momentum began to swing back to the Marlins. Philly still had the tying man at first, the winning man at the plate. The bases loaded two outs in the ninth. This ball game came down to Tanner Scott and Brandon Marsh. Tying man at first, winning man at the plate, bases loaded. Two down for the Phillies, bottom of the ninth. Scott the 0-2. 
and it's bounced toward first, charged by Leo when he's got it, steps on the bag, and the Marlins squeak out the victory. So for the Phillies, their seven-game winning streak comes to an end, and for the Marlins, it's a two-and-four road trip. They win the finale in Chicago. They take the finale here in Philadelphia, and they'll head home for seven big ones against the Braves and the Padres. It wasn't easy. It never is. But the Marlins get it done today. 3-0 the final score. For the Marlins on this Thursday afternoon, three runs, seven hits, no errors, six left. For the Phillies, no runs, seven hits, one error. They strand 10. Edward Cabrera, the winning pitcher, he's 3-1. Kyle Gibson, the loser, 7-5. Tanner Scott saved number 16 in 20 tries. Time of the ballgame, three hours, seven minutes. Marlins finished the road trip 2-4. and four. They improved to 50-61 and 61 on the season, now 27-33 and 33 through 60 road games. As for the Phillies, their first loss in eight games, just their second in the last 14 games. They had a shot at a 7-0 homestand, but they come up short with the loss here today. Phillies are 62-49 and 49 on the season now, 32-26 and 26 here in their home park, Citizens Bank Park. Cabrera did a real nice job. Five and two-thirds innings, three hits, no runs, two walks, six strikeouts, 91 pitches, 56 strikes. So after missing about two months on the injured list with right elbow tendonitis, he's now made two starts, and he's worked 10 and two-thirds innings of three-hit shutout ball against the Cubs and the Phillies on this road trip. Cabrera doing a really nice job for the Marlins. And offensively today, Joey Wendell had a single and a triple, two for four, knocked in the first Miami run in this ball game. Nick Fortes had a hit and a run scored. Charles LeBlanc with a single, a stolen base, and a run scored. LeBlanc now has it safely in six straight, 10 of 11 since coming up from AAA Jacksonville. He has 16 hits in his first 11 major league games. That's more hits than any Marlins ever had in his first 11 games in the big leagues. One more than Harold Ramirez, who had had the previous best in that regard. Lewin Diaz had a key RBI double to make it 3-0 in the sixth inning. For Diaz, just his second extra base hit in his first RBI in now a total of 52 at-bats this season for the Marlins. He had been 1-for-26 when he stepped to the plate in the sixth inning, but he hit that RBI double into center field, so a big hit for him. Peyton Burdick had a double in this game. He's at safely now in four of his last five games, and the Marlins beat the Phillies 3-0 at Citizens Bank Park. It's a winning combination, strikeouts and charity. Marlins again committed to fighting cancer in our community this season. Proud to partner once more with AutoNation in support of their Drive Pink initiative. With every strikeout recorded by Marlins pitcher, $25 is donated to charities supporting a cure. Today, a total of 13 Ks, six from the starter Cabrera and five and two-thirds, and seven from the Marlins bullpen over the final three and a third. So 13 strikeouts, that's $325 today. For the season, now 967 punch-outs by the Miami pitching staff, $24,175 from Marlins to AutoNation's Drive Think Initiative. 3-0 the final as the Marlins pitch their seventh shutout of the season, and they beat these Philadelphia Phillies today for the fifth time in a total of 12 games here in 2022. All right, so the Marlins come out on top, a little dicey down the stretch of the ninth. Tanner Scott escapes. That was uh, certainly encouraging to see. Uh, and afterwards, I caught up with Scott, who put himself in that predicament there in the ninth, ultimately prevailed, and uh, the Marlins shut out the Phillies yesterday. Okay, Glenn, thank you with Tanner Scott. Tanner, uh, maybe it could have been a little easier, but you find your way out of that thing. 
How do you take a step back when Mel comes to the mound, bases loaded, nobody out, three runs of work with your mind and your thought process there? Uh, I just had to regroup. I mean, I gave up I gave up two hits and then uh, followed by a walk. I mean, that's never, never a good thing. And then anytime Mel usually comes out, I mean, it's like a mental reset for me. So it's nice. I get a, I get a breather. I get to figure out, like, hey, you're not, you're not doing this. You're not doing this. You're not doing this in my own head because I've been working with Mel so much. And it's just an a easier reset. And uh, I don't want to see him out there, though. Yeah, never want to see him out there. <laughs> well, every time he comes out there, he seems to tell you the right thing because uh, you settled right in, and then you get three in a row. Is it different, though, with a three-run lead, that thought process there, as opposed to, let's say, it's a one-run game late? You've got three to work with. You just got to find your way out of it. Is that different mental process there on the mound? Uh, no, I mean, uh, I came I came in in the eighth, and, uh, I mean, I had the same, same uh, mental uh, – a process I guess you could say uh in that inning is the last inning it just happened to be two hits and I'm I domed myself up for a minute and I walked the guy and then it was a quick regroup so I mean anytime you got the lead no matter if it's one two three five six seven I mean it should be the same every time I, I know you got a bear down in that situation what are you telling yourself on the mound, though? Is that these guys aren't scoring a run here? I'm going to find a way to get this guy, the next guy, and then the next guy, and no. we're going to win this thing. No, it's a uh, one pitch at a time. Yeah. You can't think in the future. If you think in the future in baseball, guess what? It's not good. You stay in the stay in the present, pitch to pitch. I mean, things are a little better. Well, it uh, was an easy tanner. Did a heck of a job to get out of that thing. Congrats on the win. Thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Appreciate right. it, Glenn. That was the Marlins closer, Tanner Scott, after he preserved a 3-0 win for the Marlins yesterday. And as we wrap up, let's hear from the skipper, Don Mattingly. Oh, well, another mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, very nice. Obviously, <laughs> uh, Cavi grid good today again, which is good to see. And then the guys out of the pen all did a nice job of, you know, getting their outs. Got a little interesting <laughs> at the end, but uh, we were able to get it done. Got that big first out on a tough 3-2 chase that in the ninth that kind of Seemed like it turned some momentum, at least. Do you think? Yeah, well, for sure, you get out without getting out of giving up a run, uh, and you're one pitch away, really, from you know, double play ball at that point, uh, and you get a chance to get out of it. Um, yeah, so you know, Tanner makes it interesting. There's not very many clean ones, but he seems to to get it done most time. Yeah, he did, and he got big out in the eighth inning too, obviously. Yeah, obviously, there is you know a situation early in the game. We did the kind of the same thing. Knowing there's a pretty good chance they're not hitting there, they're going to let it let their guy go, and then the next time you kind of know you're getting JT uh, there, but at that point you got we got to force it, and, you know. So how about Cabrera in this game? No, really good. Uh, stuff was good, um, you know, on the attack for the most part. Um, a lot of a lot of three ball counts today. I think he had seven or eight, seven or eight, uh, which you know pushed his pitch count, but he kind of got right to his pitch count. We were looking to get to and in the number of innings, so. Uh, a good, you know, another building, you know, mm-hmm. outing for him. Easy call to take him out there, or because yeah, of the ninety-one. Yeah, just just because of where we were at, um, you know, we were kind of pushing him to ninety. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still kind of in, in a sense, rehab. He kind of got built. To, uh, we went figured seventy-five last time, and you're kind of pushing fifteen to twenty the next time. Uh, and we're, you know, we probably could give him that hitter, but then you're going to bring the lefty in for Castellanos, which didn't make any sense. So I'll try to get that out quick. In the ninth inning of Scott, the second hit, you fouled off two balls in basically where that would beat the shift and then gets the hit against the shift. When, you're, when you see a guy do that, just the balance of staying in there with what analytics says versus thinking, trying to 
moving back over. Yeah, it's like one of those things. You just you're playing percentages all the time with the shifts. If you hit a ball right into the guys that are standing there, you think, oh, great, shift was perfect. And anytime they just dribble a ball through, her, and that ball's probably going through anyway. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's like you're playing percentages, and that's what we do. And they responded to a tough one like before. You guys able to come back on nice as us to say. Well, it starts with the pitcher. You know, the fact that you know Cabby, you know, gets zeros going early. We actually had the bases loaded early and don't score. Kind of a weird game. We get the bases loaded in the first and don't score, and they get the bases loaded in the ninth and don't score. So you know, you, you think right there we have a chance to kind of put some runs on the board. We don't. Uh, but Cabby kind of kept us getting down the road with zeros, and that helped us. When you guys did score, it came with some opportunities, a couple of misplays. You guys able to take advantage of them as well. Yeah, we get the one with the, the sun ball, uh, give us another chance and, and got a run. Uh, you know, and then we get a, basically a two-out rally. Nick gets a hit, uh, LeBlanc gets a hit, and you know, then we get to end up getting a big hit from Laywin, uh, get a pass ball and then a big hit from Laywin, get us two more that inning with, with two outs and, and nobody on. Going back to pitch count innings, is it a matter of obviously blowing him up, but also trying to be cautious because it seems like injury bug kind of does hit him every so often? Well, for him, he's on the way back. So, you know, we got him to, again, we, we took him to 75 and 5 the last time. We, you know, you walk into each game, 90s, you know, pretty much a full game for a guy. Uh, and again, he did his job to that point, and we just weren't going to push him any further. You were pinching Aggie for Cooper, I think, in the seven, just. Yeah, Cooper had, a, I think, a calf tightened up on him when he, when he ran down the line hard that time. So, yeah, precautionary, I would say, but. See where it goes. And with the way win overall, just meant that well yesterday, just his defense, we saw the over the, the overhead grab, and just seems like he's making those plays that you don't usually see for first baseman. Just what you've seen from him. No, his defense is over the top good. As good as anybody's out there. So that's not going to be the question with Lay when it's a matter of is he going to be consistent with his offense? He's playing a position that you got to bang a little bit. Um, you know, unless we're just stacked with run producers in the lineup and we can say, hey, we're going to play defense first. Uh, right now, I can't say we're in that position. Sandy, last night, you know, the enticing, you know, nature of Edward just is one of those things. It's like you see the potential of what the rotation can be at full health. Right? No, I think that's the one, you know, I think I said a, a few days ago, by keeping Pablo and our guys coming off the IL, you know, it's the one thing, you know, it, it felt like we sold a little bit with our relievers but we felt we had replacements for that and the, and the rotation gives you a chance to be in games you know we walk into Philly I think they scored 30 something runs last series and we give up eight, eight runs in three games so our pitching is going to keep us in it it's a matter of are we going to be able to score enough to win games you mentioned the three ball counts effectively wild almost kind of for Cabrera at times. Yeah, I mean, obviously those can turn into walks too, and then it looks really bad. Um, but the fact that he's able to, you know, get his outs there uh, are obviously big. A little bit different than last year. Right. No, he's been good. I mean, this is a kid that, you know, obviously goes through it last year. And I, I think you look at it and like all of them, they're, they're going to gain something from it, no matter if it's, you know, good or bad. And I think the experience of being here, taking that into the winter, obviously he came back, he wasn't totally healthy when he came out of, out of the winter, but he still has that experience of being here and knowing he can compete here. All right, that was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after Miami's 3-0 blanking of the Phillies yesterday. Miami now 50-61. 
on the season. The Marlins are back home tonight to open up a four-game and three-day set against the Atlanta Braves. First pitch in game one comes your way at 6.40 this evening. Jake Odorizzi versus Pablo Lopez. We'll hit the air at 6.10 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope to find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.